This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is our last episode with Ryan from Specialty Batch here in the United Arab Emirates. Ryan, today we are talking about the difference between specialty coffee cafe cultures and commercial coffee cafe cultures. Um, I remember back to when I was working in cafes and hiring people, I would always look for the resumes that people had said that they had either worked at McDonald's or Starbucks or um, any of those commercial coffee places uh, purely because they'd learnt about systems and they were kind of really brought into that mindset of the culture that exists in those cafes. Talk to me about what you think the difference between a specialty and a commercial cafe culture is like. I think I think we first need to define specialty. I mean, nice. everyone has their own perception nice. of specialty. <laughs> and and you know you you you're you're given a product that uh you know is meant to be specialty and i think a lot of people misunderstand specialty to the point where essentially specialty coffee is a higher grade of coffee that let's let's cut out all the fluff that's what specialty coffee is all about it's a higher grade of coffee where care and attention to detail is is afforded to coffee through its entire lifespan right from you know the way it's grown the livelihood of the the farmers the way it's processed the way it's it's stored all the way to when it comes into your cup now that's essentially what specialty coffee is everything else that comes with it is showmanship okay everything else so if we if we if you go to a cafe that says you know they've got specialty coffee if the staff don't know the origin or if they don't know uh, the, um, any specific, uh, details of their, of their coffee, that doesn't mean they're not serving specialty coffee. Mm. It just means you don't get the specialty coffee experience. Mm. And that's what, that's what brings it all together. It's that experience. Um, so I think the culture that exists between specialty coffee and uh, specialty coffee shops and you know, commercial coffee shops, I think the, 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 uh, stakeholders in specialty coffee shops are limiting their own potential with, the, you know, the overall attitude mm -hmm. because there's a, there's a fine line between passion and arrogance. Mm -hmm. And I think people tend to forget where that line is. You don't want to um, be inconsiderate of the customer because that's essentially where hospitality comes into play. So I think un understanding that specialty coffee is a higher grade of coffee that, 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 that showcases, you know, coffee in a better light. That's essentially what specialty coffee is. Everything else that comes along with it is based on how well you can present that package to the customer. Mm -hmm. What is commercial coffee then? So, I mean, commercial coffee, it's essentially what, you know, what's, what's happened in the industry since the late 80s. Um, so, you know, where coffee is more of a caffeine kick, where you know, most places would, you know, serve it with milk and three sugars and caramels and you know that sort of a thing i think that's sort of what people people's interpretation of coffee is all these years 
understanding that oh, coffee on its own is a bitter, is a bitter experience. I think that's the mindset of most people, and mm -hmm. shifting them from that experience into specialty coffee. It's a fun journey, you know, and it's really nice to see them convert where they can't really go back to you know commercial coffee and and enjoy it or appreciate it as much. But the disconnect happens with that interaction between the staff and the customer. I think that's where specialty coffee, sorry, commercial coffee will always have a, 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 a step up is they don't have that elitism that goes mm. along with the product that they're serving. Have you seen those McDonald's ads, the McCafe ads, where uh, they're really uh, taking the piss out of specialty coffee? Uh, have, have you happened to see these ads? I've seen quite a few of those ads, yeah. I mean, it is essentially, you know, the industry is doing it to itself. Um, and when I say the industry, I mean a few people who treat themselves as an elite product that most people should get, but they don't get, but they should really get it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the, the way that you, you explain that. <laughs> I mean... I, I think assumption, you know, it's a thing where, you know, you're serving a product, you don't tell the customer how to enjoy it. Yeah. You give them the information about the product, let them decide you know, what they like about it, what they don't like about it. If they show a certain level of interest, that's when you start to you know, give them um, access to you know, more information, try different coffees. I think that nurtures a, a, a better atmosphere for shifting customer perceptions of you know, what's, what's coffee. Let's go from commercial coffee where bitter is the lasting component or lasting characteristic of my, you know, my experience into something mm -hmm. where, oh, wow, I can really actually taste those, you know, those berries and those floral uh, notes and the aftertaste. That experience is what will shift market perception. I think the, the limitation is that customer service aspect. That's what needs to be fine-tuned. The product is there. Like, we've got great coffee. Mm -hmm. What's missing is the customer service aspect. Do you think that the product is getting in the way of the customer service? Like we talked about education, right? And we talked about how mm. highly educated these people are and how much they're spending on that education. Do you think that that's getting in the way? I think the the people who, you know, you've got your student, barista students who graduated out of professional programs, I think they are getting in the way of it developing. Because, like I said, being able to teach and impart knowledge is one thing, but then growing the industry from a customer service point of view is another. I think having all this information, being able to calibrate, you know, the hardest of coffees, the hardest of uh, machines where, you know, you've got all these variables that are working against you to create a perfect cup of coffee. The customer doesn't need to know all this. It's your skill. It's your profession. You don't need to say, oh, I've tweaked this flow rate to get this yield. Customer doesn't give a shit about that. Let's put, let's, let's put, it, <laughs> put it on the table. The barista is in control of actually developing the culture. The staff, the owner, everyone has a hand in this to say, okay, we've got all this knowledge, we've got all this skill. We can create a better product for the customer, but it's up to us to show them in a non-aggressive, non-arrogant way that this is this product is actually much better than what you've been drinking. But then how can I charge seven dollars a cup if I'm not elitist? 
I'm saying that tongue Look, in cheek, but I'm yeah. genuine. Like, uh, you know, we've got to explore that, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, essentially, you've got cafes, you've got the coffee shops where they only have a certain category of, of, of uh, coffees that they sell. Now, this is that's a completely different business model. Like, you are not going to have the mm-hmm. daily revenue that a restaurant that also serves specialty coffee, but not this 95-point uh, geisha. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it, they feature an expensive coffee now and then. But if your main business model is based on a $7 cup as the minimum coffee, it's a limited market. Mm-hmm. It's a very limited market. So you will always attract a certain clientele that may not grow at the rate that you want it to. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have that a balance. Yeah, you have to have some kind of balance. Um, and I mean, it's then it comes down to marketing, how mm-hmm. you want to market that you know, 7 or $10 cup of coffee. And after that, essentially what ties it all together is the customer service aspect. What sort of experience did you create for your customer? If you can, if you can justify that $7 cup of coffee, not just by the cup, but by that experience, and you are able to get that customer to come back and pay that again, then you've succeeded. But I think just selling it one time is not, is not a testament to your skill. It's being able to get that customer to come back. I love it. And I think that's the perfect place to end the series because at the end of the day, that's what culture is. When somebody wants to come back again and again and again, you have nailed the culture of a place. 100%. Ryan, thank you for this conversation. And I really appreciate uh, the... I really appreciate you going out on a limb with the article that you wrote. Uh, somebody from it couldn't just be us that spoke about the stuff that we spoke about when we were here last. You come, you being a voice for the industry from within the industry in the region, was a very powerful and courageous thing to do. And I tip my hat to you, sir, because um, that's what leaders are made of: people who, people who actually say we need to have this conversation. So I'm going to start the conversation. So congratulations on stepping forward and, and starting that. And, and uh, you know, I'm here to support you however I can with driving that conversation forward. Um, before we do go, tell everyone where they can find Specialty Batch and Stomping Ground here in the UAE. Okay, so we are located in Mina Rashid by the, the QE2. Um, we have our roastery, our training, um, training facility, a little coffee bar, and our technical maintenance division for all of the machines and equipment that we sell. Um, and our cafe is located in Jumeirah 1, um, in a, the neighborhood, Jumeirah 1. It's a uh, cafe, restaurant, um, it's operating seven days a week, 7.30 a.m. to uh, midnight. Um, and we've been operating since 2015, like I said, so nice. eight years now. <laughs> yeah. And online, where can people find you? So you can find us on specialtybatch.com and stompinggrounds.me. Um, you can find us in uh, on Instagram as well. Um, follow us, uh, tag us. We'd love to hear your experiences, your stories, uh, positive, negative. We need to hear all of it. So, yeah, I look forward to uh, welcoming new faces. 
And folks, if you're thinking of coming to World of Coffee Dubai next year, which I th- hope that people are starting to think about and starting to save for and et cetera, et cetera, make sure that Stomping Grounds and Specialty Batch is one of the places that you come to. Amazing. Ryan, thank you so much. Will you do me the honor of signing off the episode with peace, love, and peanut butter, please? Yeah, I've been practicing this. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, folks. Bye, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.